Icon. Yeah. Two philosophers. Michelle. Modern day philosophy. With no fucking background in philosophy whatsoever. Hey, bullshit, motherfucker. Oh shit. <laughs> that went everywhere, bro. Uh, a little too excited there, huh? Yeah. Uh welcome to Wasted <laughs> Content, episode 81. I am Anthropos. And I am Mazimandius. And joining us in the Wasted Space, we have a very special guest, Sochi Pili. What's up, dude? Talk to us. What's oh. up, man? It's my first time on the show. I'm ready. Uh, usually when I get some white foamy liquid on my face, I get a little warning before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I was a little excited, it's bro. It's not wasted content without Anthropo spilling beer on himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Spilling fucking like, I don't know, like uh, good $5 like $5 worth, worth, of, beer. worth of, yeah. of beer right there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fucking ain't, God damn it. All right, guys. So we're going to get right into this. For episode 81, we have a full lineup of Avery Brewing Company's Gold Leaf and Red Leaf uh, bottles. These ooh, do ooh. come in 12 ounce bottles they are all brews that come in as series uh in a series and um they're bottled annually some of these guys have been um uh retired already they're no longer brewed uh for the first beer in our lineup we're gonna have the uh let's see here the fiel al estilo this is gonna be a barrel aged mexican style barley wine you ever heard of fucking mexican style barley wine before no no so this guy is uh, number 31 in the Barrel Eight series. I'm trying to look for a year here, but I'll probably come uh, I'll come across that a little later. And it says, uh, ale brewed with agave syrup, aged in tequila barrels with chili peppers added. So we're definitely going to be expecting some heat here, some spice, uh, a little bit of sweetness from that agave, and then um, a little bit of booze. They hit every fucking stereotype. Perfect. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. It's beautiful. I love it. Tequila, agave, chilies. It's ah, Mexican. I got a year bottled on <laughs> December 17th, 2015. Yikes. So we are enjoying a beer that has aged for six years at this point. Oh, that's uh, nice. Just a heads up. All of the beers that we're going to be featuring here um, have been aging for quite some time. And I've been looking for a special occasion to kind of bring these out. Uh, what better time than when we have a very special guest in house. So, yeah, dude, you're about to like get schooled on some craft beer, brother. I'm ready. I got no notepad out. Let's do this. Fuck yeah. Let's do the <laughs> damn thing. So we're going to get the first beer poured out. Here we go. Six years. We got the first <laughs> beer poured out. This is the Fiel Al Estilo from Avery <laughs> Brewing Company. 2015 rendition coming in at a 9.9 ABV. And boy, howdy, do we have a fucking beer to look at here. Um, it's got that traditional kind of like leathery nut brown kind of look to it. Mm -hmm. um, that head has a beautiful fucking tan essence to it and it has retaining power. Uh, a lot of legs on this guy. And then even though it's not too high on the ABV, I do get a lot of booze on the nose. Oh, God. What's the ABV on this? 9.9. 9. Okay, mm. that's not too bad. Um, I'm going to attribute that a lot to tequila barrel, the agave. It always gives that like full flavor, like warmth. Correct. What do you attribute the head to? 
Um, uh, the head, the, the head's going to be a little bit more of like how full that body is. So the hardier the body of the beer, which traditionally really has a lot to do with, um, uh, how much ingredients are packing into this, like mm. the, the, uh, the amount of ingredients packed into this. Um, but yeah, it's just, you, you can tell that you have a very hearty beer here. Um, we poured this out of quite a few minutes ago and we still have that really nice lace of of uh a head on this um there's one thing of note that i'm catching there's like this um caramel on the nose like a toffee mm, caramel you're right and um i love that because i'm expecting a barley wine and that is traditionally um a descriptor yeah. with barley wines i just wish i got more head you guys got way more head than <laughs> i did <laughs> swirl it around yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh-huh. It always creates a little bit more head. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You get some aeration in there. Yeah. And then um, certainly creating a little bit more head is going to have those um, ar- uh, those up. aromas. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Spot on with that, like caramel toffee. Very well, mm-hmm. brother. So, Chipili, talk to me about this beer. It smells like caramel toffee. That's yeah. lovely. It's like... um. It's like a, it's definitely aged because you can see it has that smell. Like it's been like, it's been there for a while. Yeah. It, like uh, it's a horrible way to describe it, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not like, like, you know, like caramel that you get from like a candy store. Now this is something that you'd probably go like a, a really, like a really nice, maybe aged candy, you know, something like a little higher class. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when you talk about beers and you talk about it sitting around for a while, especially in, in, in terms of like a barley wine or a stout, yeah, uh, that's a good thing. You want that. And then, uh, you know, things aren't traditionally aged this long. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I can certainly get a feel for how long this ale actually sat in the barrel itself. Mm-hmm. And then um, over the course of its aging, that, those six years, uh how everything's kind of just like balanced out with each other i'm really excited to get right into it let's let's, let's get to it cheers. cheers don't forget about me cheers all right you know this reminds me of um some sort of uh this is where is this from again um like where's the brewing yeah. brewery company from the brewing company a- avery brewing company is out of boulder colorado mm. yeah um, i'm gonna read a little bit off of the label before we get into our tasting notes and it says experimentation ales and lagers that defy styles or categories this is what we are about our driving force our passion to further facilitate this innovative spirit we've developed our barrel age series where anything and we mean anything goes brewed for those as adventurous as we are and uh, I think that's just a descriptor of the, the brewing company. And then here goes uh, what they have to say about the beer itself. And it says, yeah, it is. Number 31. Como? Seriously. In our new brewery, there are no limits to what we can create. And styles? Just words. Hay que beberla, mis amigos. Just mm. drink. <clears throat> All right. What are you guys catching off of this? Um. I'm getting a lot of sweetness here. Usually traditional barley wines, but the sweetness is specifically agave, yeah. like they're promising here. Uh, nice. Picking up a lot of that little like hints of spiciness coming through as well. Yeah, there's a little like a little kick here and there. Just a little bit, just enough to be like, okay, there's some spice here, but yeah. it's not overpowering the beer. It's not the dominant flavor here. It's most definitely the barley wine. Uh, a little bit of tequila, a little bit of agave. It's, it's just a really nice balance between the, the three flavors there. 
I'm certainly catching all of that tequila and the agave. I think those are like the really dominating, uh, yeah. the dominating presence here. Um, what's really of note is how it's overlaced over this kind of uh, barley wine sweetness. Right. And I even find the the sweetness of the barley wine to be very toned down and mellowed. And that's going to exactly be for because of how long it's aged. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually when you have a barley wine, it's really punchy. It's really in your face. You get like leather or fucking tobacco or fucking dark fruit. You're still getting some of those dark fruits. Sorry. It tastes a lot of prune. Yep. Uh, Mixed with the agave here, which is a beautiful fucking combination. I've never thought I would be mixing nice. prunes with agave. Is there um? Isn't there like some sort of Mexican? Isn't there some sort of Mexican fruit out there that's like in a jar? It's with honey inside of it. Like they, it's not like pickled fruit, but it's like a fruit. You guys have probably seen it. It's like a, like a brownish fruit. Okay. Well, point is, it kind of tastes like this. Okay. It's interesting. Right. I wish I could describe you, tell you exactly what it tastes like, but it, like maybe because it is aged, the agave is coming out more like a honey to me. Okay. Very but, cool. Very yeah. cool. It's giving you an impression of honey. Um, I will say that that what I caught from like that toffee and caramel on the nose isn't really kind of uh, uh, coming through on the palate. It's definitely that that agave kind of syrupy yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Syrupy is a great way to put it. And then um, I will I will also mention this sediment that we have settled into our glasses. And I'm going to have to guess that those are just going to be little tiny little chunks of the, the wood, the cask that are just hanging out in our glass right here, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's a little relic of its home. Um, I think I'm about ready to get right into the ratings for this. I want to hear what you guys got. And then um, Sochipili, since this is your first time on the show, we rate everything on um, out of 10. So you could do half uh, rating, so like such as like you know five point five, seven point five. Uh, what you got for this, Sochipili? In terms of a barley wine. Well, I never had a barley wine before, so in terms of this, for me personally, I would give this um, an eight. Okay. Eight out of ten. What What makes? What, where do you think this could get better to get it to a ten? Um, tell you the truth. I enjoy the fact that it's really aged, but maybe the aged agave, it's kind of throwing me off. It's something I'm not used to. Okay. It's good, and I would imagine that this would be really great for someone who enjoys something of this you know, nature. Correct. So I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, but for me, maybe uh, maybe I like something a little younger, you know? Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> a little young, pretty, and hot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ozymandias, what you got, man? Um, I'm going to give this an eight as well. I do enjoy the agave. I love... Tequila, if I'm drinking tequila, it's going to be reposado, so it's going to be orañejo. Fuck yeah. Something a little older, a little aged in barrel, a long, right, right. lot longer. <clears throat> this is great. It's a great tribute to the tequila style with the yes. agave, with the fucking barrel. This is nice. I like it. This is an eight, eight for me. Very good. Um, I'm going to go with the nine for this guy. Um, I, I, I really enjoy the contrast from these like what you would what you would expect with like bright flavors when you're talking about tequila it kind of invokes lime and invokes like these like fresh flavors and and you're you're having that uh flavor profile uh contrasted with this barley wine which is traditionally these like older fucking really really pronounced uh really punchy flavors uh pungent flavors so Mm. it's kind of this balance between like fresh flavor and old flavor and somehow avery brewing company made made it work um when you put chili peppers on the label i want to have a little bit more heat 
especially because I'm a fucking pepperhead. Um, and and I, I'd say all of us sitting here have a respectable tolerance for chili peppers. So I want a little bit more kick out of this. Avery, um, don't fucking succumb to your um, predominantly white customer base. <laughs> Put some fucking heat in here, man. Uh, uh, this is a nine for me. I'm okay with the heat in this. Okay. I think more would be the same thing that happened to us <laughs> at Scenic. And maybe fucking... To you. That should happen to you. Well, it to ruined me, your weekend. It ruined my weekend. <laughs> at Scenic Brewing and the fucking... The other peppered beers we've had prior to this. Yeah, they just kind of sit just, like a fucking brick in your oh, stomach. Yeah, and I couldn't <laughs> yeah. do anything. And like, it burned through my esophagus and the lining all down my fucking throat. So, or I couldn't enjoy anything the rest of the week. Gotcha. Yeah. You 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 like where it's at? Um, what about you, man? What about on the pepper profile? That's okay. That's so interesting because, like, I, I'm I'm over here trying to look for that pepper. I don't I don't taste it, mm-hmm. but I do feel it. Yeah, I do feel it. It's kind of warming my esophagus up. I feel it in my, the not the pit of my stomach, but the top of my stomach. That's okay. where I'm feeling it mostly. It's nice. It's kind of smoothing, soothing, and I, I enjoy that. I enjoy yep. that. So. It's a nice warmth. Yeah, it's a nice warmth, but yeah. I, I do wish I could taste it too, you know? Mm. Nice. I like it. All right, so that's going to be an eight from Sochipili, eight from Ozymandias, nine for myself. We're going to get right into the second beer in the lineup. Hell yeah. Next beer in the lineup, we are having from Avery Brewing Company, the Demons of Ale. Yes, sir. Ooh, this is called Samael's Oak Aged Ale. Samael is an ancient Hebrew name for the devil or Satan. Himself. No shit. I yes. didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Samuel. <laughs> it's Samael. Um, fucking. What's that band? Damn, I forgot the fucking name of the band. What song do they play? <sighs> I forgot the name of the song. What? How does the song go? <laughs> it's an acoustic. Okay song but the band is usually like traditionally like um experimental metal type okay fuck i forgot the name of the fucking band is anyway it, do they make random noises yes is this are the sounds of animals fighting yeah that's no, what i was gonna it's yes. near them i was gonna guess that <laughs> not sounds of animals fighting but it's near what they do um i forgot their fucking name anyway oh, all right a little bit more popular than sounds of animals fighting okay uh but anyway somehow ancient hebrew name for satan how does it tie into that band there's a song that quotes samael it's in spanish okay matter of fact. oh i know exactly who maybe uh mars volta mars volta, mars volta. Yes. okay yeah nice so there's a there's a song that's kind of can be confused for a love song okay but it's actually a tribute to satan himself um it's, it's talking about estrella de la mañana estrella de la oh mañana. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah fucking uh um elvia elvia velas no I, I know which one you're talking about. Mars yeah. Volta, for sure. It's, and like, Lluvia me prometices tu sangre. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Samael, something, 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 and it's quoting scripture to Samael, which no is shit. Satan. Hey, that's crazy. Right. Mars yeah, Volta is a dope band, too. It's, they're yeah. fucking dope as fuck. R.I.P. Or are they coming <clears throat> back? I'm sorry? Are they coming back? I know they tease a lot every now and then. I'm not sure, dude. I haven't heard from them in fucking maybe like a decade, dude. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> Brewed and bottled by Avery Brewing Company, Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. Samael is the prince of demons, the angel of death, accuser and destroyer filled with enmity towards man. He planted the vine of the forbidden tree of paradise. Nice. Behold this venom and vengeance, both sweet and tempting, enticing you. 
his spellbound victim within his wings. Hey, Jesus Christ. This is coming out at 14.2%. This is nuts. Let's see what we got here. 14.2? Yes, sir. You got a you got an aging on that, by the way? Probably. <laughs> um any release March 2014. Fuck yeah. Batch number 10. All right, seven-year-old uh aging here. Sir. Damn, seven-year-old. We got this poured out. This is looking fucking fantastic. Mm. It's nice and brown and fucking oh, goodness. covered in moss, apparently. And moss? Yeah, there's a moth inside my fucking beer. Jesus. Even these motherfuckers want to drink this shit. Oh, moths. Yeah, moths. The bugs. Yeah. What did you think? Moss. So like what you find oh, on moss. a tree, on the, on the north side of a tree. Oh. Your ears are going to taste like finger. Fuck it. <laughs> it's better than moth. That's true. I don't know. Who cares? Oh, goodness gracious. All right. So, yeah, um, we've got a lovely color here. Mm. This is a very deep, uh, I want to call it like an amber brown, but that amber is just fucking beautifully rich. Um, the color is very inviting. It looks very hearty. Yes, it does. And we got that similar kind of, uh, uh, you know, I'm seeing like a little bit of like a crimson color to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we, we have that that wonderful fucking head that's kind of just persistent for this one as well. Yeah, I definitely got head on this one. Yep. Yeah, isn't this is an incredible beer? Let's get some smelling notes really yes, quick. God damn, dude! Is that is that um chocolate? Nice, you're getting some chocolate in there. Yeah. Do you get chocolate or am I crazy? I could see that, brother. I could see like a very sharp truffle kind of uh, chocolatey. Oh yeah, truffle would be a great way to describe it. Hmm. That's a nice call out right there. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> some dark fruits, some vanilla loads. Loads. Um, I'm getting a hint of something that I can't quite put my fucking finger on. Alrighty, so I'm catching this, um, like this perennial, um, when it comes to these, like, very, very, um, uh, complex, uh, aged notes. Uh, I'm getting a lot of this, like, fig vanilla kind of deal going on. It's, um, it's like a very dark fruit syrup kind of uh, sweetness to it. Paired with a very delicate, bright vanilla. I'm getting that caramel. I'm getting that like, like kind of like a toasted toffee. There's a little bit of like a toastiness to it. And I'm also catching a lot of like breadiness. I'm catching some, some big bready notes. That's what it is. Yeah. It's breadiness. Yeah. Like a graham crackerous fucking note here. Lots of spices too mm-hmm. that are complementing that. You motherfuckers must have been bloodhounds in your past life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd say that that's enough for the notes, man. Let's get right into this beer. Uh, Samael. Samael. (laughs) My cup says Samuel Smith. Whoa. Woo. Woo. My mother said the devil would be attractive. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Just immense sweetness. Um, 
a bit cloying, if I might say so. Uh, there's there's a lot, there's a fuck ton of sweetness that has been imparted to this beer. I know that Avery Brewing Company did that in 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 the spirit of kind of like hiding the booze, but. Once you've aged this for seven years, maybe in its original bottling, maybe one or two years after its original bottling, this might have been a little bit more balanced with the booze. After you age it this long and all those booze notes mellow out, um, there's just a fuck ton of sweetness here. This is really sweet, that's for sure. Yeah, dude. Do we know what type of beer this is? Um, this is just uh, an oak barrel aged ale. Okay, that's, that's this is all the Simon demons of time. ale. Yep. Wow, that's interesting to see this this, this uh, type of fermentation for this style of beer. Ales are usually lighter bodied, a little bit crispier, mm-hmm. um, but this is a little denser. It's leaning more towards the porter stout side, maybe a barley wine is. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd certainly attribute it a little bit closer to uh, a barley wine, if anything. Yep. Lots of booze here, even even after seven years. Um, there's there's still a ton of booze. I'm actually catching all that beautiful warmth in my stomach right now. I feel like going down my esophagus, settling down in my stomach, and this just big spirit warmth overtaking. Um, also if you'll, I'll draw your attention to your glasses, loads of sediment on here as well. And I'm guessing those are going to be little chunks of wood that have, um, joined us through their journey, um, of this bottling process. You guys got a rating for this yet? Not yet. I want to, I want to sip on it a little longer. (laughs) This, this is different. So is, um, this like for the next few beers and is there like a, common theme within all these beers that they i feel like they have a so far the first two have yeah. something in common i feel like they're dark but sweet these are all from the avery brewing company and they're all from a barrel age series correct mm. so you're gonna be expecting a lot of complex sweet um dark earthy notes from every single beer um but you're gonna be able to um, account for the variations in the styles um you know here they're just telling us that it's a just an oak age ale and that's fine um you were saying you know ales are typically this in in terms of uh you know craft ales ales can be anything you want really uh, yeah absolutely uh ales can be this like bright yellow piss beer that you know you can just slap a label beer on it um they can also be um big rich they could be malty they could be fruity they could be whatever you want them to be it's a very very diverse um qualification for a beer i think avery is holding back a little bit on us by not kind of narrowing it down into something that's a little bit more of a a style right that's a a genre they're just kind of leaving it very broad if Mm -hmm. i had to categorize this it's going to be an aged ale not necessarily just an ale correct correct closer to a barley wine closer to that style of like sweetness that breadiness and all that Mm. This this thing comes across to me like um like bread pudding, man. You know, it's oh, just that's like a great way. really big, really hearty, really fucking full bodied, and just sweet, just yeah. saccharine sweet. Uh, I I like it. Uh, I think that I, I quite 
might have enjoyed it a little bit more maybe on its third or fourth year because I feel that at this point in its aging process, it's kind of lost a lot of that booze voice. And I actually want to be a little, I want to be punched in the face with that booze with a 14 percenter. Um, I have a rating for this. You guys got anything yet? I'll go first, you guys. Um, I'm going to give this a nine as well um, in the category of an aged ale. Um, this is very refined. Uh, a lot of like um, big, rich, dark, dried fruit. Um, lots of uh, saccharine sweetness and uh, a hint of booze that has mellowed out throughout its aging process. Nine for me. I'm going to follow up with that nine. <clears throat> it's a great fucking beer. Uh, I like the aged ale style more and more now than I did to the beginning of this fucking project. Right. Uh, I like the thematic thing of like demon, demonic. Definitely. Uh, because of the oversaccharine taste. It, it's just like hitting uh, where everything everything on your palate that needs to be checked off. For you to be addicted to this beer, it's being checked off. It's like bready, check. Carbs. Saccharine, check. Boom. Here, this is enticing. It, you, it wants you to want more of it. Right, right. Mm. That's interesting. For me, I feel like maybe maybe I just don't like this beer. Okay. I feel like uh, it's a. Uh, I, I am hoping for more booze. Right. There's an aftertaste of booze in it. I'm kind of give this like maybe like a six point five. Okay. Oof, because, right. Sorry, like no, you're, you're fine. <laughs> it's your rating. It's yeah. my rating. It's just for the way I'm taking it personally. It's a little too sweet. Like I don't mm -hmm. want this from a beer. I want something a bit more. Maybe this is for someone who like on a. I don't know. I can imagine it's maybe on a holiday. This is more of a like dessert style. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like you can only have couple sips here and there after a fucking nice fucking red piece of meat yeah yeah see yeah special occasion type of thing not every day for me uh, precisely um everything that's going to be in this lineup today is definitely geared towards you this is not a six pack you're actually buying these bottles individually i know it's a 12 ounce bottle yeah. and it looks like it's going to come in a fucking four pack or six pack six pack these beers um are you know typically anywhere between the 10 to 20 dollar range for a 12 ounce bottle so absolutely something that's going to be geared towards um, a very private sharing um a, a holiday something where you're going to share it with friends and family oh yeah. like a satanic ritual that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah pay 10 bucks <laughs> so um uh, that's going to be a nine for me nine for me 6.5 very well, guys, we're going to go ahead and open up to our first topic of today's episode. And uh, I want to talk I want to uh, talk on the subject of, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to get into like this whole like network kind of deal, but uh, you were reading something off of one of our off of Anakin's mm -hmm. uh, uh, social media profile. Mm -hmm. And and he is he, he is a. Uh, uh, <sighs> He he's uh, very progressive. Uh, I'll I'll leave it at that, and and he's also uh, a, a a sound piece for these this type of community. Um, you know, it's kind of like super Northern California, super kind of like liberal uh, rhetoric kind of deal happening. And uh, as you as you were reading off uh, this this latest post, it just it stirred this inside of me where. Over the course of the last two weeks, we've been hearing a lot about our country's failures. 
Oh, we've been hearing a lot of uh, dissent. We've been hearing a lot of people who are just kind of fucking, ah, oh, you know, fucking America. And then it's it's really kind of um, emboldened all of these, uh, all of this kind of like uh, hate towards our country, uh, self hate, mm-hmm. and uh, like all of this rhetoric of. Um, you know, fucking this country's been uh, like colonist from the beginning. It's been patriarchal from the beginning. It's been racist from the beginning. So like it just continues to be that. And then um, this is kind of like a fucking springboard. These events of like the Afghanistan pulling out um, our failure with fucking uh, foreign policy. It's been a springboard for this kind of sentiment in our country. And um, I just I, I find it uh, a little disheartening. Don't get me wrong. If you've been listening to this project from its inception, you've heard a lot of uh, a lot of hypercritical comments coming from us about the state of affairs in this country. Absolutely. But, um, you know, I, I think it serves us well to step back and actually appreciate um, the, the luxuries and liberties that we have at the expense of like other fucking countries. Yeah. It's easy to fall into this fucking, this rabbit hole of identifying all the flaws within our fucking system. When you have the fucking time to, you have the fucking Liberty (laughs) and you know, there's people out there fucking dying for your freedom to be able to fucking sit and fucking think about what is wrong with the fucking world. (laughs) Okay, dude. Yeah. But Take a fucking step back, like you're saying, and appreciate your fucking privilege, which is was something that I was fucking check your privilege, uh, man. I was fucking uh, telling Orgasmatron last week was like understand where you're coming from, like your privilege. You need to check your privilege first and understand that we are fucking lucky. Yeah, like regardless of how fucking flawed our system is, we're still fucking lucky. The rest of the fucking world isn't as lucky as we are. Yeah, and just like just as simple as that, like. The rest of the world lives in fucking abject poverty and we've managed to raise the level of abject poverty for the past 10 years, 10, 10, 12 years, but it's not enough. It really isn't enough, but that's not our fault. And, um, I was telling Orgasmatron, like we should really, um, as the United States, we should really take into consideration what the fuck our role in the world is. There's a fucking criticism of like, yeah, you shouldn't police the world. Who the fuck do you think you are? Right? It's a little self-critical. Who do we think we are? Well, this is what we are. This is our role in the world. We have to fucking take it and fucking roll with it. I mean, we've already been doing so. I so know. what the fuck? Um, I mean, we, we spent a good amount of time on this topic last week. But, I mean, you're already doing that. So why are you going to fucking try to take a step back? Um, I'm, I'm going to make like a very uh, uh, common in passing here. I, I also, as 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 critical as I am for the, that, that decision, as, cri- as critical as I am about Joe Biden and his policies and, um, and, and his um, ineptitude, uh, <laughs> I will say it's a little bit unlucky for him because this is definitely a topic that's been um you know a a conversation piece for the left for for ages is pulling out of afghanistan yeah like they've been talking about that shit since obama they were talking about it near the um, end of the term of bush Mm -hmm. um and and it's just kind of been it seemed like it was 
something that all sides agreed on. Like Republicans felt that way, and then Democrats felt like, yeah, pull pull the troops out of there. And then it just it seems a little unfortunate unfortunate for me to like finally have a guy that was like, fuck it, let's do it. Everybody wants it, let's do mm-hmm. it. And then immediately when he does it, it's like fucking hey, fuck that guy. You know, I think it's a little unfortunate, but that's just a comment in passing. Yeah, no, he definitely pulled the fucking bandaid. Yeah, he did, yeah. dude. He just fucking tore that shit right off. <laughs> it's going to fucking hurt, but fuck it. Let's just fucking pull the fucking Band-Aid now. We've done, play, we've served Afghanistan for fucking 20 years now. Yeah. And literally served Afghanistan. We protected them. We trained their fucking troops. We gave them weapons. We gave them fucking some sort of, some the concept of fucking democracy and fucking freedom. Yeah, they mm-hmm. understood this for 20 years and they weren't willing to fucking fight for it for their own sake. I don't know what to fucking say about that. I mean, yeah, we pulled out fast without any fucking uh, foresight, but it is what it is. I don't know. I don't know. It's unfortunate for the people of Afghanistan, and it's unfortunate for United States because it, it's a fucking double-edged sword here. There was no way of pulling out of there without any blood on either side. Right. That's true. That's true. I feel like it's kind of like the case where like you have your son who still lives in your basement and he's like 40 years old, you know, at one point you got to kick him to the curb. <laughs> Shit, okay. You know, you know got to get him like, you know, we've done everything we could for you. If you're not going to fight for yourself, well, you know, I'm going to have to force you out. No shit, huh? And uh, I feel like it's really unfortunate because like you can see both sides to this, you know, we did do a lot over there to the point where like, it's like now you're leaving and now there's all these helpless people. But at the same time, it's like, is that our fault or is that your government's fault? You know, I feel like America... I mean, I think we got to stop policing the world, you know? Okay. I feel like, though we are this big old power, do we have to stick our nose in everyone's business? I feel like as a country, we have our own issues and that we have to learn how to like, it's like, you know, learn to love yourself before you can love others. Hey, I like that. You yeah, know? Absolutely. So that's, uh, I think it's time we're to- We're still struggling with that, we're still, we? We, we are yeah. definitely struggling. There's st- there's a lot wrong with us. I mean, we're a great, powerful country that enjoys lots of liberties, lots of freedoms, but there's still, you know, we have to work on ourselves. I think a more adequate analogy is not learn to love yourself is set your own house in order before you try to change the world. Yeah, yeah, sure. Some some, some Jordan Peterson. Fucking clean your room. Um, (laughs) Set your own house in order. That's fine, but you can't do that because we don't live in a fucking vacuum. We have the outside world to deal with as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of problems within our system, within our own fucking government, within our own fucking societies, within our own little fucking cities, of course. But there is an outside fucking threat that is threatening our way of life. And if we don't deal with that directly, then we have a fucking another 9-11. Never forget. Yeah. Never forget. That's true. Uh, You know, I I think that these problems are going to be endemic when we are um, still in the frame of mind of um you know something that's a topic that's uh touched on throughout this project frequently mm-hmm. um and that's going to be this this fucking um uh, xenophobia this fucking tribalism this fear of other yeah. and as long as we continue to structure our governments our nations our policies um accordingly i think we're going to continue to struggle with this that's true. um and that's true. you know like ideally in some fucking distant future where we're able to transcend this there, there's not going to be this fucking like um you know just uh, uh need to try to instill a form of fucking thought a form of government a form of living you know that's um that's a very high order to try to instill your culture 
into another uh, world. Right. It becomes a fucking question of morality, right? Like, do are we correct entitled to push the, our fucking uh, our valley ethics, system yes. on this Cor- other correct. fucking group of people that have complete opposite fucking uh, system here? I think we do. I think we do. Unfortunately, Afghanistan and most of the Middle East did not go through the fucking Renaissance and did not go through the fucking <laughs> Enlightenment, and they're stuck in the fucking Middle Ages. It seems. It seems so, and I don't know that they've had any recourse to do well. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's a topic for another day. If they had the recourse to do so, you know, like how much Renaissance can you have when you have fucking rubble and sticks and stones? How much enlightenment can you have when you have fucking you know that? Right. <laughs> well, I don't want to sell them short either, you know, because I feel like the Middle East had a lot. They had, they had their own version of the Renaissance for sure. I feel like even though you want to Did like, it, I think they had a lot of medical advancements. A lot of science into it. Uh, a lot of spiritual. Uh, um, a lot of spiritual. It was just well. different, you know. And we're we're just trying to. Maybe we're holding what we were taught the Renaissance was to a, 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 up on a pedestal compared to what they went to, through. Maybe, perhaps, because I do know that they did have their own science and medical advancements. They they did. They're they're good good at mathematics for sure. Uh, point in time where they were like prevalent in mathematics. Yeah. Uh, but. I think as we're like as, speaking like specifically in like forms of government and culture and uh, so, society, social constructs, so, social constructs, it's like societal norms. Uh, there's a uh, a division between that came with the Enlightenment, which is a division between the church and the state, and mm-hmm. that is all of Western culture. Well, I mean, yeah, Christian moral ethics. We still fucking quote the fucking Bible to fucking. Yeah, develop laws I don't and all think this bullshit. We're, separate, yeah. Yeah. we're not yeah. completely separate, but there is a divide between church and state. And in Islam, there isn't. Yeah, there the is. church is the state. Yeah, correct. The fucking uh, if you commit crime, it's not a crime against society; it's a crime against God. <laughs> yeah, and that's the fucking problem. When you fucking wrap your whole belief system around this fucking thing, and then fucking you're willing to fucking murder your neighbor because he committed a crime against Allah. That's true, but like, what's in the back of our dollar bill? In the, God the we all trust. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I mean that too, right? Yeah. I mean, again, we're not completely divided from fucking the Christian moral ethic bullshit. Here. Absolutely, we we place our we place our right hand on the Bible, and uh, to swear, um, freedom of religion. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. It doesn't have to be the Bible. It's whatever you believe your book is. For sure, it, yeah, for sure. Like you yeah. could, be, if you wanted to uh, put your hand on the Quran, it could be the Quran. Oh no shit! Yeah, it's that. your Very highest. Cool. It, I think it's just a symbol of like your highest moral value. Like I am willing to testify against my fucking moral ethic to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily Christian, like he's saying it. It could be fucking Jewish. It could be fucking whatever the fuck it is. Um, but Middle East doesn't have that. No. Uh, go, going back to the um, the original uh, topic. Uh, I, I just uh, want to mention, um, you know, if, if you're listening to this, more than likely you live in a Western society, uh, more than likely you have access to social media, more than likely you have access to actually um, the uh, information superhighway. And, um, you know, we, we thrive in a, in a fucking place where we are um, just endowed with so many luxuries and liberties. And uh, to, to be able to be uh, hypercritical of that is a little bit short-sighted a little myopic because um if, if you've heard of 
um maybe uh you know let's let's talk about um uh what are these arranged arranged marriages mm -hmm. to minors um we don't we don't have that problem here if you've heard of uh, uh female uh genital mutilation mm -hmm. we don't have that here if you've heard of a uh, like oppression um in in terms of like these third world countries we don't we don't have that here we don't so if to like hear a bunch of people fucking reading uh, i hate that i'm using that as like a fucking verb um to hear a bunch of people reading about um you know about our uh, our country and and exactly uh, how well uh we have it here is just it's it's a little fucking distasteful it's just Come on, man. Uh, we got a lot of people dealing with some other shit. Potable water. Fucking uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I could go on and on. You know? Yeah. Go to your fucking bathroom. Shit in your fresh water. <laughs> and complain <laughs> about the fucking oppression you're fucking living under. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I just really want to draw attention to that. I think that um, right now um i mean we're fucked bro uh we're dealing we're dealing with a global pandemic um you know we have this relationship with um a, a country that has been a fucking thorn in the world's side um kind of fucking crumbling before us we had some kind of fucking semblance of control over this and then you know now we have like uh russia and china uh just jumping in and like ready to fucking join forces and offer them support and all this kind of shit Jesus and it, it's 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 bad it's bad it's scary and it's fucking tumultuous but um i think a, a good a good just fucking um meditation and and fucking uh, a mindfulness session of exactly how okay things are uh, for us compared to the rest of the world is necessary right now a little bit of centering get yourself centered yep. and then and then maybe we can maybe we can speak on that mm. what, what do you think about that what is it that recent bombing that happened and was it kabul where like 12 u.s service agents died absolutely yeah does that, yeah. Does that warrant us re-entering taking over again does that interest does that warrant <laughs> us having another war well, shit man fucking hell or i think let it slide <laughs> i think you weren't here for this but i'm gonna re review myself from last week i think we need to stop dicking around and realize we are the police of the fucking world mm -hmm. stop fucking around like if we want our fucking uh way of life and our fucking way of fucking our fucking freedom of expression freedom of thought freedom of fucking everything to fucking proliferate through our fucking history then we need to fucking put a stop to people who are threatening that I feel like there's a fine line between like maybe like a hero and a tyrant, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I think it's the way you draw the line is um, incentive. Like what is your incentive? Mm. Like our, our incentive isn't to go over and control Afghanistan. It's to liberate them, to have them run their own fucking government. Mm -hmm. I mean, and steal some of their poppies, some of their poppies, some of their heroin, some of their oil. You know, Americans love their fucking heroin. But ultimately, we want to believe we're on the side of good. Um, and I don't think Russia and China give a shit about that. No, I don't to be think honest, they do. like fuck that. Oh, you're against the United States? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. The yep. fucking propaganda machine that comes out of fucking China and Russia. That's being fed onto our fucking social media currently is ridiculous, bro. They have industries built around this shit. Mm 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. To divide us, to keep dividing us, to keep that fucking division of fucking Americans and liberals and leftists and right and this and that. And like every fucking way you can divide everybody, there's a fucking propaganda machine built around this shit. It's fucking scary. Yeah. I, what is it? Putin has his own TikTok now and he just makes a bunch of goofy videos and stuff like that. I'm is like, that right? What? I got to see this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Like, you guys can go on TikTok, look up like Putin or whatever bullshit, and like he'll come up and he has his own TikTok and he, my guy gets fucking likes and he gets comments and shit. I, I want to see that motherfucker riding a horse shirtless again. That shit was epic, bro. <laughs> you can't deny that wasn't fucking dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine how badass your world leaders Hell just be yeah. like, I'm fucking doing this shit right now. <laughs> Hashtag free the nipple, bro. <laughs> the closest thing we had to that was like Obama. He had the nicest bod ever. And imagine Obama, bro, shirtless. <laughs> bro, Obama was already a stud. I don't bro. care what your, what, you, what your political views are. He was a good looking dude. He was... I mean, like, if he coming out there with no shirt and, like, those bad dad jeans, bro, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let the dad jeans slide. A month after he got, uh, um, what, Trump got inaugurated, Obama was living the life in some dope-ass suits. Well. <laughs> yeah, <I'm a> <laughs> hey, I'm just, he, he's a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say that the closest thing we got to that is Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, that's a man. <laughs> it's a fucking absolute unit, bro. <laughs> Wrestled the bear, didn't he? Accordingly, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just fucking my, my man Teddy right here, bro. This is that big old teddy bear, bro. Yeah. That motherfucker rode a horse, horse with the American flag. That's like the iconic picture of that motherfucker. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess we need a little bit more of that. We need like more horse riding and... More like, patriotism. Yeah, more, more patriotism. patriotism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. More self-loathing Americans, more patriotism. <laughs> Roosevelt was dope. I like him because of all the national parks. He was He's responsible for that. Oh, oh good man. Yeah. Good man. Good shit, dude. He Preserving. Personally with John Muir, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. I think we've bled this topic to its fucking death. So we're going to jump right into the third beer of our lineup. Perfect. Here. All right, we're back, and we're going to start off with our third beer of the night. So once again, we're with the Avery Brewing Company beer uh, the, from their annual barrel series. This is the Tweak. It is a stout with coffee added age in bourbon barrels. Yes, sir. That's, that's really nice because, you know, the fact that this is beer brewed in a, a barrel that's already been used to brew uh, bourbon, that's really interesting. That's, yep. that's right. different. That's a really nice... Uh, it's a really nice note to throw so on the Chibili, label. So, Chipili, um, I, I have, to, I hate to interject here. Is this going to be your first introduction into a bourbon barrel aged beer? Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck, dude! Yeah. Every <laughs> beer we've had tonight has been brewed in a barrel of a specific type of uh, liquor. No yeah. shit. The bro. first one was in a tequila barrel. Uh-huh. The second one was in a oak age, oak aged barrel, yeah. and now this is a bourbon barrel. Oh, okay, okay. That maybe I, um, based off the last few beers, I can say that the. The different barrels did play a really big part in every single beer. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. This is okay. So this is going to be interesting to taste. This is alcohol percentage. The APV on this one is sixteen. This is bigger Woo-hoo! than the the last a lot. What is it? Two percent more than the last one. Yes, sir. <laughs> this was bottled at November fourteenth, twenty sixteen. Very well. Nice. So we got a five year aging on this guy. Five year aging. Jesus Christ. Our very own Parker of the cartoon and cat loving variety what does that even mean <laughs> <laughs> this is 
Where, where did cats come into beer? Okay. If you love Garfield and you hate Mondays, yeah, <laughs> this is beer for you. If you love lasagna, <laughs> this is fuck yeah. Dude. The best pairing with this beer is lasagna. <laughs> hey John, <laughs> hey John, give me the tweak by Avery Brew Company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they created this cult classic character <clears throat> back in our 17th season appearing in several episodes under another stage name that was deemed inappropriate. Interesting. Inna- blackface. I'm calling Blackface. <laughs> I'm calling Blackface? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Our executive producers and editors decided that a name change and further character development, a four-month hiatus in bourbon barrels, were necessary to satisfy our most ardent... I can't use that. That's blurry. They need a better printer on these labels. And demanding viewers. All right. Brewed with Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, imported specially Belgian malted barley, coffee, hops, and yeast. Lovely. This bottle's recyclable. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's pop this baby open. Let's do it, sir. Here we go. Beautiful. It's a nice pop to it. All right, this baby's ready to go. Goes out to all the cat lovers out there. Alrighty, so Chipili, so we got the third beer of the podcast uh, poured, and I'm going to have you walk us through the smelling notes that you're catching from this. All right. I'm sniffing. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm flaring my nostrils as I smell. Like a gorilla out in the, in the, in the jungle. A gorilla? Well, I mean, that's if I'm going to be any animal in the jungle, I'm going to be a gorilla. Those guys oh, okay. are strong as fuck. Silverback, motherfucker. Silverback, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And fucking hell. Woo! There's some serious notes on this one on this beer. Good morning. It's uh like like the past few ones, you still got the aged smell, definitely. But it it smells like it's gonna be a <laughs> caramel. <morning>. And... <laughs> it's uh it smells like it's gonna be sweet, but not as sweet as the last one. Still notes of that um that that toffee caramel. But not as uh, prominent as uh, what was the last one? Samael? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, God damn! Look at that fucking head, dude. Yeah, this head's way different. It's a different color. It's not like tan or this anything. It's like a very dark khaki uh, kind of essence going on here. Yeah, yeah. You, this is what you'd wear if you worked at State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jake. Jake, this is the Jake of beers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys get? What do you guys get? fucking hell dude i mean just just presentation alone there's hardly any fucking light coming through this glass if we look towards the edge of the glass you might find a a very very light crimson edge to it but there's hardly any light getting through this um on their srms this is going to be very fucking high on that fucking uh, scale yep and 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 lovely lovely head this is creamy it's frothy it's big and those very, very tightly knit bubbles are, are just letting me know that I'm expecting a body that's going to be creamy. Um, this is going to be latte-esque, if I might say so. Mm. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, this is definitely the look of a, what you expect for a bourbon barrel-aged stout to look like. Right. Uh, just in texture alone and the fucking the opacity, uh, the color of the fucking head, the smell, that roast, yes. that beautiful fucking roasted malted fucking... Uh, aromatic fucking aromatic smell is that correct anyway uh the roasted malt here are yep. fucking coming through fucking beautifully 
I, I would actually argue that the roasted malt character is a little bit more prominent than the roasted coffee character. Yes. Uh, on the nose, at, at least. Uh, I'm also catching a lot of these like very dark fruit flavors that are or dark fruit um, uh, aromas mm-hmm. as well. Little figs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some prune, some mm-hmm. fucking uh, dried dark pr- prune. Yeah, I love listening to you guys talk about this because every time you guys speak, like you guys are describing what I'm picking up. And Very now cool. I'm able to put it into words. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. This is a dark, dark fucking beer. Like this is, whew, I, I'm putting my my phone light under this and I can't even, it's not getting through. You Hardly, barely, dude. Hardly. <laughs> this is, what is that? What is that? What's that really black color? Fanta black? Fanta. Fanta. Yeah. Fanta. It's like almost like that. It's like. Absolutely. Whoopi Goldberg's lips black. <laughs> I have a crush on Whoopi Goldberg. Do you? Gross, bro. What do you mean? She's like Predator, bro. She looked like Predator, bro. <laughs> she looked like Predator's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not like a crush, but like I always thought she'd be a, a really nice like uh, maternal figure. Oh, okay. That's racist. Right. <laughs> Older black lady as a maternal figure? Bro, come on. No, not like, that. I'm not looking at color. I'm just looking at the fact that she's very like sure. loving and comforting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I look at her. I think of like pancakes, bro. You know? Oh, <laughs> see, that's where it might change. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I look at her oh. and I think of rare rabbit. <laughs> Dude, um, I'm, I'm sorry, but this head is just really, just really, really, really fucking calling to me. I want to get right into this, guys. Let's, Let's see do what it. this tastes like, guys. Cheers. 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 Oh, okay. Oof. Is this a beer or is this a coffee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. First thing I'm going to say about this beer, aging has done this fucking great. Um, I can already pick up on the fact that um this like this this coffee profile and these like roasted malts are all just coming together at this certain point i would say i would argue that this is the perfect uh aging for this beer actually uh as, as opposed to where we had the samuels at seven and and we picked up on like too much sweetness trying to overcompensate for that big booze uh, i would say that a five-year aging on this tweak is is it's just fucking spot on. <laughs> this is really nice. I really enjoy this right now. Yeah. This is definitely latte-esque, like you were saying. It's very creamy, very like rich coffee roasted notes coming through. Um, a lot of fucking malt. A lot of sweetness, dark fruit sweetness. There's some prune coming through. There's there's some of that bourbon warmth right here at right oh, at the yeah. end of the fucking pellet. It's incredible. It's a nice fucking rounded, nicely rounded off beer because of the five years. Yeah. I think earlier than that, we would have gotten more booze and like just, I don't know what to expect. Maybe a bit more of a robust coffee profile more as well. Roast, yeah. If we, if we had visited this earlier. Mm-hmm. This is nice. This is um, what I really enjoy in here is the, the aftertaste of this. So when I breathe out through my nose, I can really enjoy that coffee flavor. The it's like almost sweet on the palate. Mm. It's really nice. Just breathe out through your nose and you just, 
it's really nice um when i when i do that i i am catching a lot of that like bitter dry dark roast mm. you know this is definitely not a double dark roast but it's probably like a single dark roast um there there's there's lovely coffee bean in here Mm -hmm. you do get to enjoy it like well after it's yeah. down you're enjoying all those flavors well after you've like swallowed at least that. a minute after you swallow it that's when you get to really enjoy the flavors it's, you really want to like uh slowly drink this and enjoy it yeah absolutely yeah. i think aging has allowed this to finish off a little sweeter than dry correct um if it were fresh we'd get a very dry snappy finish but because it's aged well it, this like fucking this combination is rounding off really sweet at the end and letting those floral coffee notes just fucking come through the nostrils here and like curl mm. up your little nose hairs <clears throat> this is incredible um i i will say this about the um the barrel aid series from avery i i would say that my only complaint is that they've been a bit heavy-handed in trying to mask their booze with their sweetness um it, this this beer is still a bit cloying to me so um uh so Chipili, your your biggest uh complaint about the last beer about samael's oak age ale was how cloying it was how sweet it was yeah and i will say that this is kind of like on par with how sweet it is mm. but um I, i'd say that some of that like dark roast and that like stout profile has um, been able to stick around for a little bit longer and is like creating a little bit more of a balance here. Um, still yet very sweet, but more enjoyable than than the last offering. Yeah, you definitely hit it spot on. Uh, it is on par with sweetness, but because it does have like the coffee bitterness at the very end, it's right. able to balance it out and I'm able Correct. to enjoy it. Like it's not, give, it's not like, oh, straight sugar. It's just like, mm -hmm. it's enjoyable and balanced. Yeah, I think one of my biggest complaints on this project about barrel-aged beers, specifically stouts, yeah, is the sweetness that it was always parted by the fucking barrel by the aging. It it always dies. It always mutes down the fucking the roast, the maltiness, and it's always just a little cloying. Yes, um, for my liking. But this is nice. This is like the perfect age you want it to be at. Uh, just. You're getting the sweetness from the barrel aging, but you're also not muting down completely those roasty chocolate malty fucking notes. Yeah, I almost don't. I don't want to finish this. I gotta enjoy this for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna call out my flavor profiles here. I'm getting a um a dry uh a dry cacao nib. I'm getting like uh maybe like a, a 85% cacao. 90% uh, cacao like chocolate bar um, from here. I'm getting this like um, single dark roast uh, coffee bean and I'm getting like just a ton of these like dark fruits. Um, one thing I will say, I mean, uh, call me the call me one of the biggest fans of bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts. Um, when you when you when you impart these dark fruit flavors into the imperial stouts, I feel like you go a little bit European on your stout. And I wanted, I was looking forward to an American stout. Um, when you have an American stout, you're talking about roast. You're talking about smoke. You're talking about big, hearty body. Uh, when you go European, you're talking about uh, dry, dark fruits and a little bit more of like a sensible, sweet profile. 
And I feel like they've gotten a little European here. Uh, I, I was looking forward to okay. more of an American variation, but I can appreciate this for what it is. God damn, fuck you. Okay. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fuck you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get that a lot. What'd you leave us to say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> fucking chatterbox. I mean, this shit fuck, was dank. Fuck you once for, ta- <laughs> you one for taking all the adjectives. <laughs> fuck you twice for fucking bringing up the European thing. Because what I was, I'm expecting from this, and what I've been experiencing up until you said European fucking sweetness was an American fucking bourbon fucking stout. Yeah, I want bourbon. Yeah, that's I what want I was experiencing America. until you said fucking European. I was like, you're fucking right. This this is this could border. On some like fucking aged ale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Motherfucker. Um, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if you if you put this in a bottle that said that. Have you tried the meats? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be surprised if you like pop this open from a bottle from like a fucking pub that's existed from the 1600s. Right. You know, like it's got kind it's of in that a basement essence. somewhere, and they're serving <laughs> beer at fucking room temperature. <laughs> right, mm. for sure. It's got that kind of essence going for it. It's not what I was expecting. It smells you, like ass. Um, Avery Brewing Company. Um, if you age something in a bourbon barrel, um, I would say just go go American with the flavor profile. Um, I, I appreciate your your bourbon barrel age series for what it is, but um, specifically when you're talking about dumping something into a bourbon barrel, I want it to taste like America. I oh, I want you to throw Kentucky some fucking mash. Yeah, I want you to throw some fucking dirt. From Kentucky into the fucking broil, bro. I want to taste fucking Kentucky dirt in What's here, bro. Granny's sweet peach tea in here. <laughs> um, yeah, this is definitely like bordering <laughs> a little bit more of like a it's European Kentucky, style for me. Louisiana so, Southern. Um, continue with the fuck me. Yeah. Bend over. Bend over. <laughs> Damn. Just fuck you, fuck you, because I was enjoying an American bourbon fucking barrel aged stout, and then you fucking said European sweetness, and I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I'm picking up on that too, and it doesn't take away from it. Okay. So not fuck you. Okay. But fuck you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm sniffing this again after drinking it for a while. I feel like I'm picking up a lot of the booze now after drinking it. Yep. Yeah, it's like, it's gonna be really hard to get away from the booze when you're talking about a sixteen percenter. Yeah, you know, but that wasn't there initially. Not why? Why is it there after I'm done drinking it? Like, I smell booze. No, I'm not picking up the nose. Maybe it's just my nose. Maybe my, my my nose is fucked. But I think because you're experiencing it on both ends now. It's not just it's on your palate now. It's on your palate now. Yeah. So when you smell it, you're you're smelling it and tasting it at the same time mm. and and definitely like this this um this category this tier of beer if you will mm-hmm. it, it it certainly um demands a lot of your senses it, it's gonna really coat your fucking mouth it's gonna coat your entire palate it's really difficult to fucking kind of get away from this flavor and it's something that we uh, uh mentioned very early on in the tasting it was just like dude minutes after you've taken a swig you're still tasting this the evolution of the beer is beautiful it's transcendent um it allows it, it allows you enough time to pick up on so many different characteristics of it it's a very complex beer Avery's fucking barrel series is just fucking rocking bro yeah fucking a. 
at this point, I'm going to open it up to fucking ratings. Um, so Chipili, Ozymandias, what the fuck you guys got on this motherfucker? Well, I feel like it's a, for me, it hit like a 8.5. Okay. Really nice. The only thing that's, um, that's stopping it from being any more than 8.5 for me. Well, this is my first, what is it? Bourbon age. That's right. That's this my- is your bourbon barrel age. The first bourbon barrel age stout that yeah. you've ever experienced. I think it's absolutely delicious. It's great. But after drinking it for what, let's say five minutes at this point, I do feel that there is a taste at the end on the, maybe the sides of my tongue that, is not desirable. Oh wow! Okay. And, but the 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 when I like I said I go back to the whole breathing thing about how I could taste the coffee and it's really nice and sweet. I still feel that, but on the palate, there's like this certain bitterness that's a little too much for me on the sides of my tongue. It's weird, but uh, it's not enjoyable. But that's the only thing. But other than that, like I can imagine anyone who's a big coffee connoisseur would enjoy this. Absolutely, They're really yes. great. I could, you know, day drink this if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel all your fucking plans for the rest of the day yeah. with a 16 percenter. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to give this a 9.5. Very well. This is an incredible fucking beer. It's a beautiful combination of fucking barrel meeting fucking stout. Um, <clears throat> you're, you're imparting a lot of the warmth from the fucking bourbon barrel, from the bourbon itself, that sweet mashy taste from the bourbon um and yet you still have that roasty caramel vanilla-esque stout yeah so this is gonna be 9.5 for me i think where it could be better to give this a 10 i don't want to say bv because it is fucking ridiculous on here yeah i i think that's really of note throughout the series of this is usually our, our our biggest critique and our biggest the way to get it to a 10 is ABV, like let's give me some more alcohol. That's not going to be a problem throughout no, this line. No, you can't ask for more ABV. No, no. Um, I think the way to get it to a ten on here, maybe a year less. Very well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. just experience more of the roastiness. Yep, I'm gonna have to second that. Um, I know I I came out of the gates with this is the perfect a perfect um. I'll have to concede my argument. I I I want more coffee in here. Yep. Yeah. I want more fucking coffee in here. I want this to punch me in the face with like some fucking red eye, some americano. <laughs> I want some double dark French roast in this motherfucker. This has so much room in its complexity to allow for this like heavy fucking coffee bitterness. I want something reminiscent of like a KBS or like the fucking <laughs> Mackinac Fudge KBS. Fuck and, out of here. and 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 with that said. <laughs> Um, I would pair this um, with a dessert. This is definitely going to be a dessert beer for like some kind of like very fine dining. I want a filet mignon for my fucking entree. And then I want to finish it off with like a very like stacked fudge brownie. And then I want to be able to enjoy this beer. That would be a perfect pairing for this. But it, it demands more coffee. It demands more roast. It, Albeit um, uh, Zochipili, you're calling... For that bitterness to be toned down. I want more bitterness in this. Mm. In, in fact, um, I want this to be just so dark and full bodied that um, I, I want it to fucking rival its uh, booze. 
And um, I'm going to have to give this a very, very respectable, respectable 9.5, just in line with you. Um, I, I think this is a 9.5, um, just in the lieu of a little bit more coffee. If you were able to pack a, a, a little bit more of a darker roast here, um, if you were able to get this uh, a year earlier and have those coffee flavors a little bit more um, prominent, uh, I'd say that this would be a fucking 10. 9.5 for me. 9.5 for me. Uh, going back to that that bitterness, I feel like if it was coffee bitterness, then I'd be, I'd be pleased. But the bitterness that I'm feeling is almost like a sour bitterness at the very end. That's probably like a mash, yeah, right? Sour mash, probably a mash. Yeah, that's what that that's what's uh, it's like a twangy bitterness. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's what's kind of like you know like that's why I said eight point five. Yo, Zochi, I, I have a question for you. Do you enjoy bourbon? I do enjoy bourbon. Okay, all right, all right. On the um, rocks, just like that. Okay, well, like I, a man. I, I want to say that might be it. Um, a second is um, I feel like maybe you might be catching a bit of a hop presence as well because when you have a beer that is this um substantial with malt um you find that brewing companies really try to fucking um toss in a lot of hop here Mm. which imparts um massive amounts of bitterness and and that's in the attempt to balance out um these like roasty and like fucking bitter notes these darker notes Mm -hmm. with a little bit of bitterness so um it might be the mash that you're encountering that's not pleasant to your palate it might be the absurd amount of hops that's also um included into the recipe um but yeah um that that might be what's what's holding you back from a 10 oh nice what's your rating on this Pili? 8.5 8.5 alrighty fourth being in the lineup is going to be mephistopheles from Avery Brewing Company. Now, the only thing that we have as an indicator for what we are to expect out of this beer is stout. Ooh, Ooh, that's it. Stout. That's it's it. just stout. There's no barrels invoked. There's no flavoring invoked. And let me read off of the label here. Mephistopheles is the crafty shapes shapeshifter, the second fallen angel. He who does not love light. Herein, he patiently lies, waiting and willing to do your bidding, but for a price. Enter into his darkness, a tangled and intricate labyrinth of bittersweet rapture. This stout, quote-unquote, comes in at a whopping 17.1% ABV. This is the highest ABV of the lineup, and of course, exactly is the bomb of the lineup. Let me tell you a little something about Mephistopheles, the name. Uh, A little bit off of uh, this here is uh, the name Mephistopheles is associated with the Faust legend of an ambitious scholar based on the historical Joan Gregor or George Faust. I'm sorry. In the legend, Faust makes a deal with the devil at the price of his soul. Mephistopheles acting as the devil's agent Mm. so we precisely have the devil's agent in our hands i think it's a great beer to feature on this podcast because we have evoked the story of faust so much here we have absolutely it's you're either faust or you're jesus in your fucking plight so which one are you i think this beer is going to help us determine that Hmm. so we're going to get right into this let's go with the pour there we go that's a nice pop
All right, with the fourth beer poured out, uh, we have in front of us just a stout, just a humble stout coming in at 17.1 ABV. Oh, fucking hell. Humility. (laughs) Fucking hell. Thank you for showing us some humility, Avery Brewing Company. This thing is enormous. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, I I think I've already read off of the label here. I've already done enough introduction into the beer. So let's just let's just go right ahead and get into the smelling notes. Hmm. I don't know if it's uh, because we've drank so much at this point that I'm not getting many notes. I'm kind of scared that it's less um it's not so aromatic and i'm gonna expect a lot of booze when we taste it i feel like i'm gonna expect a lot of booze it's not gonna be masked yeah you should expect a lot of booze coming from here um i mean the booze is just really coming through uh, on the nose um i don't think that i've actually looked at the bottling for this it says batch number 10 and this is an 2014 november 2014 so we are just shy of seven years of bottling for this um you don't get many stouts that are shy of seven years bottling uh specifically when you don't have them in a fucking barrel aging process either apparently we don't have this uh, introduced to any kind of adjunct that would be a barrel um this is just a straightforward stout bottled by av brewing company coming in at 17.1 percent it's casually yeah, yeah, just like that. There's just that's how Avery Brewing Company yeah. rolls. Um, on the nose is just fucking intense amounts of booze. Yeah, just a very very high content of like spirit coming forth. This smells demonic, and it smells like you are to be expecting a big punch. Um, that seven years of aging has not like really fucking put a dent into. Um, God damn. What are you guys picking up from this? A lot of dark fruits, <clears throat> a lot of dark roast. Um, there's some vanilla notes, some toffee notes, <sighs> booze, booze, booze. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. Booze first, toffee, caramel, coffee after. Good man. Good man. Mm-hmm. We're going to, uh, should we taste this? I'm scared. Yep. yep. <laughs> you shouldn't Cheers. be scared, sir. Embrace the darkness. Cheers, guys. <laughs> The Lord is my savior, my shepherd. <laughs> there you have it. Ah, uh, booze come in heavy. <laughs> I, I noticed that you did have to take a refrain as to allow the spirit to fucking come forth from your person. It went like this. <sighs> yeah. Heavy. <laughs> heavy, bro. It was just like. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt when I drank that. <laughs> All we taste is booze in this beer. Wow. <laughs> Opposed to the, which was the last one we just drank? Uh, we just had the um, summer house. Is no, that no, right? No, no, no. Before, no. before that was, um, uh, we just had the tweak. the tweak. Yeah. I really enjoyed the tweak. Opposed, uh, you know, the tweak was uh, a lot more, had a really nice aftertaste of Ooh. coffee, toffee, bitterness, coffee, all that. This hits you with that first, and then it's just all booze, and you have to sit through the booze throughout throughout it all. Very little coffee and all booze. I, I mean, I think that they've done a fucking wonderful job of of encapsulating what the fuck um, a stout at this level should come forth as. Um, everything that you would expect out of a stout is here, but magnified. Those like super fucking 
filthy roasted malt. <laughs> that super filthy, filthy fucking booze. <laughs> I feel dirty. Um, super dark chocolate, just ultra bitter, like ninety five percent cacao. What the fuck? Tastes like you're trying to enjoy chocolate, but on a diet. A ninety nine percent cacao fucking chocolate. Absolutely. Wow. Oh my god. The bitterness that's imparted in this is is just of note. Uh fucking hell. Wow. This is a stout unlike any other. I don't know why they didn't call this an imperial stout. It is. This is a quadruple stout at this point. Easily. It, it is. I don't know why they didn't call it as much. But probably because it was 2014 and there was no such thing available on the market. Mm. Nobody had coined this phrase. Nobody had talked about, nobody had spoken about a fucking double or a triple or a quadruple stout. This is that. That could be it. It just happened to. They just happened to beat everybody to the punch and didn't know what the fuck to call it. Precisely, precisely. They just called it a stout. Correct. Fuck yeah. The color coming off of this thing, it's so it's darker than the tweak. Look at that. Like, it is. Look the at light it. is not even coming Zero. through. Zero percent actually. That. Yeah. Um, there's like a blood red hue coming out of the bottom of the glass. Even with like a very powerful LED light, you have a blood red hue coming out, and that's it. That's it. It's 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 fake. no light escapes it. Nope. And I think Mephistopheles is a, a, a fucking perfect fucking name for this goddamn beer. <laughs> Yeah, this is deadly. Wow. Mm, the, the bitterness begs for you to um, subdue to it. Um, this is a very powerful stout that probably will not resonate with anybody who is not akin to the fucking style, dude. If your palate is not measured for this, um, <laughs> I mean, dude, we have fucking Sochipili right here. This is like his first introduction into this level of craft beer. Yeah. What definitely. are you experiencing, bro? Well, this is like, um, well, like, like you said, this is my first time ever experienced like beer. I mean, this is strange because this is the first time I'm tracing craft beer at this um, level. This is new to me, and maybe like you're throwing me in the deep end at this point. Absolutely, you know? yeah, we you're are definitely brother. throwing yeah, me in the are. deep end. We are. This is not an introductory introductory beer. <laughs> no, no, this is not. This is something that you know. I, I'm over here like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and I, I, but like at the same time, I am enjoying it. I am enjoying it, even though I feel like it's like tweak backwards in okay. taste. That's yeah. how I would describe it. Nice. The tweak backwards with more APV. ABV. ABV, yeah. It's alcohol by um, volume. Oh, sorry, I'm fucked up. So <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I'm actually enjoying this beer a lot. The same way I'm enjoying the tweak. Dude, honestly, like from, from an ambassador of um, someone who's experienced uh, brews but not experienced them to this level, I'm, I'm actually quite impressed by your... Um, your your ability to enjoy this uh there's a lot of people that uh if not introduced to the style or not introduced to these flavor profiles would be repulsed completely from this and i'm just really glad that you're able to enjoy it no it's just i'm just a swine and i eat anything that's in front of me (laughs) (laughs) welcome sir welcome i go you to fucking make chicken with this you know 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just Fucking kidding. hell, dude. This is tasty. It's really tasty. It's strong. Yeah, but I, for, for some reason, I'm enjoying the the boozy taste of this. Even though it came, it, it's, it lingers at the end. I'm really enjoying that. Maybe that's what I was yearning for. Um, aesthetically, um, the presentation from Avery Brewing Company is going to garner a lot of points for me in my final evaluation of the beer. I did notice uh, throughout the lineup of this, uh, we did have some gold labels and we also had some red labels. Samael's was red labeled. Mephistopheles is red labeled. It goes with the thematic um, fucking proportioning of the beer and it, it works. It fucking works. Um, when you want, when you talk about making a fucking beer and you want to invoke de- demonic fucking overtones, um, hey, throw a little bit of black and red over it, and you have yourself a wonderfully <laughs> demonic brew. And every brewing company is doing that with this. Yeah, definitely make it look like a Slayer album cover. <laughs> and you got your Fuck demonic yeah, dude Fuck checked yeah. off. No, 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 no. Uh, this is an incredible beer. It's it's ridiculous how much ABV is put is put into this, and still remain that stout traditional flavoring. Yes. Um, you have a lot of the roast, a lot of the bitterness, hop and malt balance that's going on here. Um, I wish this was a little creamier, but it's it's great overall. We're gonna get right into the ratings, Avimandius. Uh, we're gonna start with you, sir. As a base level stout in 2014, mm. you're having this in 2014. I'm having this in 2014. This is going to be a 10. <laughs> I'm having this now. This is a nine. Very well. Yeah. Only because of the introduction of quadruple stouts, imperial stouts. You have the rest. All the adjuncts. Com- yeah. Competing with this style. Yeah. You have rye barrel aging, whiskey barrel aging, bourbon barrel aging. Exactly. Ever so- Brewing Company for, uh, forewent all of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, back in 2014, this is a perfect fucking ten. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how much muted the bruise would be in 2014, but this is a nice rendition of a stout. I'm gonna give this a nine. Um, so chipili. I feel like I would also give this a nine. I do enjoy this a bit more than the tweak, and I really enjoyed the tweak. I really, yeah. really enjoy the tweak, but. Like I said, I called the tweak. Uh, I call this uh this beer right here. Was it Mephistopheles? Yes, sir. Um, as a reverse tweak, where I get the coffee notes and all that toffee at the beginning, and I get the booze at the end. Yeah. But I don't mind that because I find myself drinking, enjoying it, and then breathing in with my mouth. I go. You're breathing fire at this uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's enjoyable. Like a fucking demon that it's turning you into. It's 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 really really nice. And I really like that. Uh, maybe it's the booze at the end. I prefer, and it's uh, so it, 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 to me. It, it's a nine. It's really good. I enjoy it. Lovely. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna have to just go go ahead and give this a ten. Um, Avery Brewing Company is um at the forefront of the craft beer movement. They were doing this uh back in 2014. There's many up and coming brewing companies that have yet to surmount. A fucking recipe to this stature uh the the um the dedication to the craft throughout this lineup has been palpable um literally palpable um you have gotten these like 
uh, very definitive fucking flavor profiles bouncing from fucking beer to beer. And everything within this lineup has uh, certainly given us uh, uh, an example of a passion to the fucking craft um, and and then just like an, a desire to rise to the top of whatever uh, style that they've, um, you know, re- really ventured out for. When you put a stout, when you just put a stout out there, you just put a fucking stout, you're competing with the likes of like Guinness. And then you you put something like Mephistopheles up against that in its in its time. Um, I mean, this thing just blows everybody out of the water. Um, you have everybody running for cover because you have actually bottled a fucking form of demonic liquid here. 17.1% ABV back in 2014 was unheard of. Uh, quadruples were unheard of in the style category. So um, Avery Brewing Company, I love you. And I hope that you have not stopped fucking venturing into the, the, the fucking passion, which is obviously translated into your craft. Uh, this is a 10 for me. This is a nine, nine for, for me. you and a nine for you. Yes, a nine for me. Beautiful, guys. Thank you guys for fucking joining me through this. And uh, we're going to go ahead and come to a try to come to a soft landing with one last topic to close out. One thing I feel like, I feel like this whole like series of beers that we tasted, they hold true to the fact that like you're tasting beers that are definitely more on the dark side, a lot more tempting. You want to try them. You want to keep on drinking them. And it's more like kind of that whole demonic play thing we're doing. Absolutely. It feels kind of, it feels kind of like it's, it's kind of like, hook you in and bring you into the dark side i yes, get sir. that yeah, absolutely it's so interesting that's what we're trying to do to you fucking Sochipili. Yeah. really we're trying to bring you over I, to the dark side i'm the sir. prince of flowers i need that photosynthesis <laughs> <laughs> but like, like i said you're talking you're, ta- you're talking to someone who likes gin who enjoys like i could bite into a piece of wood and like that shit you know i mean what the fuck is gin bro like fucking um juniper berries or some bullshit i guess i don't give a fuck i like that shit elderberries Elder- Elder- juniper elderberries. and elderberries right yeah. is the elderberries so, come from the elder tree <laughs> you know um it, it's like a thing for like older people to understand oh you you wouldn't you wouldn't get it i bro. saw you harry would... potter i know <laughs> i know what the elder one is capable of <laughs> i know what it means to be the master of death <laughs> this is in... I, saw, I saw the hurt this is in the deathly hollows motherfucker i like how i like how this, his this is not his deathly hollows is, I saw there, like it wasn't like I read the books because I read the books, motherfucker. <laughs> this was a oh, real, so you know Dumbledore's movies. gay. No. You know Dumbledore's gay. I read the first three books and then gave up after the fourth because it was did, about bro, that. The like, Goblet like, of Fire was like, <laughs> like that. fuck that shit. It's like everybody my age was like, fuck, fuck that. that. I'll wait for the movies. <laughs> I'll wait for that. the movies. Sick. <laughs> Everyone read through the first three, excited about Harry Potter, and then you see the Goblet of Fire, and I'm like. Yeah, dude, the goblet to go fuck yourself. Get out of here. Goblet. <laughs> goblet. I'll, I'll wait for the Universal Studios ride, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, these beers definitely want to convince you to be a Death Eater, that's for sure. Nice. Wow. Fuck yeah, dude. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> Fucking Slytherin over here, bro. Hey, I took the I took the I took the test. I'm a Did Slytherin, you? yes. Oh no shit. Yeah. Is that because of your lisp? 
All I know is that Slytherin had the best outfits. Do they? they yeah, little fact, Slytherin's got house rings. No other house got that shit. Oh, no shit? Oh. Yeah. Kiss, no other house got rings? Yeah, kiss the what ring, the bitch. I'm probably wow. like, a, I'm probably some kind of like faggot, Huffle like Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably some fucking Hufflepuff motherfucker. <laughs> Just the name, the fact that, what are they, badgers or mongooses or? I don't know what the fuck a Hufflepuff is, bro. The name but, is kind of. It sounds like uh, Jigglypuff. <laughs> it does. Jigglypuff was such an annoying character in the Pokemon because he would sing and then you'd fall asleep and he'd write on your face. Yeah, for sure. He's yeah, definitely, for actually, you know what? Jigglypuff. Was as, the Bill Cosby of the Pokemon. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> what do you, I feel like Jigglypuff was like your best friend in real life. The, per, the person you would trust with your life when you were asleep. And then he's like, fuck you. Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> You're my homie. I'm going to write on your face. Because <laughs> I know you won't get mad at me because you love me. <laughs> the only thing that I, I resent. Jiggly, yeah, dick the only thing I resent is that Jigglypuff didn't draw dicks yeah. on people's faces. Like, the bullshit. strength this motherfucker had. <laughs> <laughs> to not draw yeah. dicks. <laughs> the self-discipline. He's like, this is a child's cartoon and I want to be part of it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Mustache, glasses, <laughs> and then when you wake up, you're just fucking so relieved, right? Yeah, you're saying, so like, "Oh, at least it wasn't a dick." <laughs> 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 I look sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> this would drew a monocle on me. <laughs> a monocle. <laughs> I just bought Boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. oh goodness gracious jesus christ oh. um no absolutely every has taken us through a goddamn adventure here um it's been a fucking pleasure to fucking have you on the goddamn podcast thank you thank um, you pleasure to be here. fucking hey dude um uh, so with the last topic um you know we're gonna try to come to a soft landing i want to hear what you got to talk to us about i feel like um i'm definitely a younger generation than you both Absolutely, brother. Mean? You you got us by like ten years, bro. Uh, ten years. You yeah, got definitely. us by almost a decade, motherfucker. No, 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 without a doubt, without a doubt. And I feel like sometimes, um, during my time in college, as uh, well, I was born in '98. Yikes! How old were you both? He's a baby, bro. He's yeah. a fucking baby. I was born '89. '89. Absolutely, Jesus sir. Christ! Fuck you, asshole. Ele- you were eleven <laughs> when I was born. <laughs> How does that feel that you were barely growing pubes when I was? <laughs> I'm over here introducing you to fire, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Point is, I feel like sometimes like maybe my generation has reaped some benefits of things like affirmative action and claiming that we're woke. Yeah, yeah. And, you guys are woke as fuck, right? Right, right. We're, right, right. we're woke <laughs> as fuck, right? And people want to pride themselves in being woke. And I understand that. But I sometimes feel like in the midst of all this claiming and saying that what we are or we're better than other stuff or we're pointing out the flaws in other generations, we ourselves are also oppressing. Oh, shit. Whoa. Fucking A. There's an angle that I haven't quite encountered yet. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm like, I pride myself in looking at things from both sides. 
and you know different times call different times call for different perspectives fair do they true it is true uh the perspective of someone from 1850 is different from someone from 2000 why Oh, we, uh, well, one, one thing we were talking about earlier, fuck 1850, fuck that. What was that? Uh, I'm talking more like the, the start of this. Fuck 1850. Yeah. If you're listening to this as a time traveler, fuck 1850. Yeah, fuck 1850. All <laughs> our listeners you, from the 1850s, fuck, fuck you. All you, <laughs> you moonshiner motherfuckers. Moonshiners? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, you're like 80 years off on that one, bro. Really? When the moonsh- 1850s, bro? Moonshiners, when did they start? <laughs> they were like 1920s, 1930s, yeah, bro. Really? Yeah, exactly. Hatfields and McCoys. Um, I don't know what the fuck that is, but... Oh come um, on! You can't, you can't, you can't miss sound the Romeo and Juliet I mean, of American history. I mean, uh, like, I mean, I was Dude, really the Romeo and Juliet of American history is fucking <laughs> American. What West Side West Story? Side story. <laughs> Fuck insane. out of here! It is, it's 1950s, it's 1950s bro. bro. Like you're, 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 you're getting a little bit more contemporary in your in your attempts to become <laughs> historically relevant. You are becoming more contemporary, <laughs> sir. I hate to tell you that as a fucking youngin. <laughs> no, 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 we're to... trying to tell fuck you to 1850s, bro. You couldn't leave well enough alone. Okay, I just googled it. Hatfields McCoys, 1863. Yeah, fuck you. To 1891. <laughs> All right. Okay, but moonshining was a big thing of that time. You guys don't know the Hatfield McCoys thing? Tell us. Enlighten I don't know us. What the fuck okay, that's it. Yeah. the gist of it: Hatfield McCoys, two prominent families back in those times. Yes, you want to talk about like Southern families? Two big families. Uh, Hatfield uh, son went over there, fucked the McCoy daughter. Ooh. Yeah, right. And they hate each other, just like in Romeo and Juliet. Capulet oh. and Montagues, right? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Became a bloodbath. Okay. Point is, Hatfield's won. Nice. And McCoy's fucking lost. But moonshining was a very big part of both their industries. Fuck McCoy's, basically. Is that fuck what Fuck McCoy's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck McCoy's. McCoy's. Fuck you me. want to be a Hatfield in this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more American. It's more American, yeah. <laughs> yeah. McCoy still fucking reeks of the fucking dirty Irish. McCoy. Which absolutely established a dominating presence in the fucking early American era, right? Well, I mean, McDonald's I mean... for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's anything Irish that's dominated American history, is McDonald's. <laughs> Mick. Donald and the muck double <laughs> Mick chicken <laughs> and the muck flurry the fucking oh, Irish, the flurry the Irish hey. legacy <laughs> is, is reduced to this Jesus Mary and Joseph and now the saints and what, what do they fucking say I have an Irish friend and we always uh, his name's uh, Thomas White we play beer die or beer pong and i'd be like jesus mary and joseph tommy you fucking suck <laughs> great guy he loved peaky uh what is it with it peaky blinders yeah peaky blinders he loved <laughs> that fucking blinders. show gangs in new york anybody yeah oh great sh- great movie. rabbits come on yeah. bro <laughs> great 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 film I love Leonardo DiCaprio. So uh, we're, we're talking about being the real McCoy, right? I'm the not real the real McCoy. McCoy suck ass. <laughs> well, we were talking about how like I sometimes feel like my generation um, reaps some benefits that maybe, yeah, sure, we, we're woke and maybe we look at things at different perspectives and we like to point out the flaws in other generations. But I think in the same sense, we ourselves are bringing 
and trying to control what other people think older and younger generations we ourselves are becoming very oppressive very well yeah and it's true and we uh it's hard because the first amendment is freedom of speech and we want everyone to have the right to say whatever they want to say but at the same time unless it conflicts with your ideology yeah, yeah, yeah 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 So, but, but and what's their counter argument to that? Our counter argument is like, yeah, you're right. You can say whatever you like to say. No but freedom, freedom of, of speech uh, doesn't mean freedom, freedom of consequences. Exactly, right. exactly, that's exactly. The one. That's yeah. the, that's the most recent thing, right? And like, it's um, you're not wrong when you have these feelings where you feel like I feel like I have freedom of speech. I can say whatever I say, but it's it, it's very it's a very gray area. Like, do you want it? Do you like uh, us three as minorities? Are we okay with someone saying some shit like that? Are you okay with someone saying, you know, fuck these dirty Mexicans, fuck all them. They're nothing but lazy fucking bastards that come in here and take our jobs. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Should they be allowed to say that? I think. Should they I, be allowed? I, I've said this on here a lot. I think the only problem with Mexico is there's too many Mexicans. <laughs> um. but that, that's that, You're right. But that's I feel like that's the thing with any poor country. They don't take care of themselves in the sense of like, they don't have a sense of birth control. They don't have like like condoms or anything like that. But the problem with they poor have people... condoms, bro. What the fuck? They're just Mexico lack of has condoms. Maybe lack what of education, but poor people stay poor because of their kids. <sighs> poor people stay poor because of their kids. All right. I didn't see that. I didn't see your argument going over to this. Um, Jesus. Okay. Yikes. Um, I would say um, quite the opposite. I would say if there's anything that we've seen in America at the very least mm-hmm. is we've seen that there's like this kind of like resurgence for um taking back what's like ours. Yeah. Okay. I suppose. Um I, I see this like fucking uh culture and tradition like being very ingrained. Um so much so that we have even a divide where um you have this um cultural appropriation becoming a fucking topic in uh, social um you know arguments mm-hmm. um we have become so fucking dominant with our culture that um white people like to um kind of just kind of you know hitch on the coattails of it um i i would argue otherwise i would say that within this country um in the melting pot quote unquote um specifically coming from the fucking perspective of californian um i I would say that we are so predominant in our fucking cultural influence Mm -hmm. in our society that uh cultures that are not us uh have uh endowed uh, things that are uh, ingrained within our culture. Uh, I, I would I would say that it's quite the opposite. I feel like, well, melting pot. I don't think America's a melting pot anymore. I feel like America's more of a, a salad. Okay, that's what they say. That America's more of a salad. Where like a melting pot, you think of like, like intermixing and everything. You think of a Very stew. Well. Everyone's mixing around. Very well. But you think of a salad. You got your lettuce, your tomatoes, your everything, all that shit. All yeah. in their own separate areas. You could distinguish between each and every single one of them. And gotcha. if you drive through Southern California, you could be like, okay, this is the Asian community, Mexican community. You could you could distinguish between Absolutely. them. Absolutely. There's a Chinatown. There's a Korea town. Exactly. There's a fucking Jew town or whatever they call it. No, no there is. There is. I forgot. Uh, that's probably... More, I, I know. Has, I've been there. Hasidic or some bullshit? Hasidic it, Jews. Those are interesting guys. It, they're probably like, like some kind of like West Hollywood kind of shit. I don't know what the fuck. When I was saying about like poor yeah, people staying poor because of their children, they got, like, I think it locks. goes back to an ideology where 
your children weren't expected to live. So okay. back in those days, you would have as many children, not as many children as you can have, but you'd have lots of children. You would have maybe like, let's say you have nine children. 50% mm. of them live due to like, you know, malnutrition, illness and all that shit. Yeah. And then your children that do live, you expect them to take care of you in your old age. Correct. Where you're expecting things out of your own children. Yeah. yeah. It was but the, like, whose choice is it to be born? It was their form of 401k, right? Like, their form of 401k. Yeah, a million children. One of them is going to take care of you. One, of, them, one of these motherfuckers are going to step up. He's going to make it. Yeah. Also, you're living in a fucking impoverished nation with fucking nothing to do but fucking grow your own crops and you need hands on fucking deck. Exactly. Yeah, you need farm hands. You need farm hands. Yeah, you absolutely. You need fucking people working like so you this. can fucking feed yourself. I like and this feed your because family. because it, it supersedes like any kind of like outer culture um uh, um like uh inception. Um mm -hmm. and it really ties into like actual traditional American values. Um uh, we're no longer at this point, we're no longer talking about um like this melting pot kind of shit. You're talking about legitimately i need farm hands i need people to fucking plow the land i need people to fucking seed plant harvest um yeah and that yeah. that that came um at the expense of you having children to be able to hold help you yeah. um but now the traditional yeah. american family works in a fucking cubicle so you don't need that <laughs> right. many fucking farm hands. you right. don't right but you're Mexican, unfortunately, you're not the guy in the cubicle. You're the guy working the fucking field, so you need right. more fucking hands. Correct. It, it's a combination of like cultural differences, kind of, yeah. but also a combination of poverty, a combination of education, a combination of a lot of fucking things that the Americans were able to fucking get through and surpass because of the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In the Correct. Americas, there were farmers. Of course, there were farmers. There's still farmers today. Yeah, farmers are the backbone of this country for sure. I feel so. There yeah. isn't that need I'll agree with to that. procreate at this rate because you don't need farm hands anymore. You don't need farm hands. I feel like most farmers in this day and age, they're a farm is a business. You, but you have it's, machinery now. You have technology now that's helping you with these. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like on a farm you just be like, hey, I need someone. Here's a job posting. Who's gonna fill it? It's more like I'm gonna train my kid. This is what I've established for you. This is my farm. Yes. This is what this is your future. It's been our generations. You're gonna take over this. Yeah, Mexicans don't do that. Don't, they don't. They don't. They don't. But in America, they do. They do. They, this is my son. My uh, my grandpappy was a, fa a farmer. My, yeah, my my dad was a farmer. I'm gonna be a farmer. You know. There, there's that. There's also um a a lot of uh people that have come from that that have turned their back to the family business uh -huh. and um, have gone towards other things that they relished. And I think that that also has um, created like some kind of potpourri to our culture. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to invoke somebody like fucking um, uh, Franz Kafka uh, mm -hmm. as an author. If you're not familiar with him, um, he's such a fucking uh, uh, prominent uh, author he created his own subsect of literature, yes. um, so much so that there's even a fucking adjective. There is an adjective that goes, this is Kafka-esque. It's Kafka-esque. And, and um, this is a man who was born to a fucking banker and like just fucking, this is what their father was. He was a banker and a fucking lawyer and all this kind of shit. Turn his fucking back to it. He was completely obsessed with literature. Um, there's that as well. 
there's people there's people throughout our history um in, in american culture that have turned their backs on their fucking um heritage um specifically career wise that have been able to craft out their own subsect of our culture and indeed establish a new sect of culture for our uh civilization that's gonna go back to 17 fucking 76 what the fuck did the americans do they said fuck you english tea we're gonna throw into the fucking harbor because we don't we are not part of that culture anymore yeah yeah what america has done what america has done brilliantly going back to your fucking topic of being fucking grateful is created the opportunity to you for you to decide your own fucking destiny correct and that doesn't mean because my daddy was a farmer and his daddy was a farmer i'm gonna be a farmer no fuck you i'm gonna be an author i'm gonna be a fucking whatever the fuck it is astronaut engineer movie maker whatever the fuck you want to be you have the opportunity to do so here in this fucking country every other country you don't you fall in line with whatever the fuck your parents are doing my, because that's what's making you money. Pappy because was a suicide bomber. We all. <laughs> you fall in line with whatever the fuck your parents are doing because that's how you're fucking feeding. That's how you're fucking eating. Yeah. Because there's no excess there. There's excess here that's allowing you to fucking explore and give you the time and the opportunity to fucking do something different with your life than fall in line. I feel like th- that that um, opportunity. That privilege to be able to turn your back on the tradition that you've already been established by your forefathers to do what you want to do nice. is very, very American. It's unique. Yeah, yes. uniquely American. What happened in yes. 1776 was essentially a big fucking turnaround. It was, it, it was throwing tea in the harbor you, is a England? big fuck you. That's as equivalent to a fucking riot. And you know what? Like maybe that's something that America can't shake. When when the, when the current generation, the prominent generation in America feels like they dislike what is happening, they will riot. And maybe that's probably why sometimes riots happen. A riot is something that Fuck. is not going to leave this America. Is nice. This is nice. This is not going to leave America. No. Be it BLM or whatever. It's BLM this uh, last year. Last year, that's when it was really prominent. BLM last year, but ten years from now, it will be a different movement when the gener- the younger generation will not stand for what is prominent at the time or whatever the old generation say and say fuck that we're gonna riot and it, we're gonna get mad because we're gonna say you're destroying everything. But in 1776, we didn't give a fuck about whose tea that was, whose merchant, what merchants with that. If, even if it belonged to Americans that were bringing tea to sell to the to the to, to the colonies, yeah. we said fuck that. We hate that shit. Let's throw it to the fucking. You're not gonna tax us because we're gonna throw it all to the ocean. It's a fight against. I like the, it. It's a commonplace. A fight against the commonplace. It's American my culture. Only, I like it because my uh, only issue with the current generation's fucking revolt is it's misplaced their ideology is completely misplaced it's not about fucking liberty or freedom or moving our generation up a step it's quite the opposite it seems like to exactly me. yeah they're fighting against free speech i think that goes into your like uh superseding um uh freedom and liberty and ultimately like crumbling towards uh, oppression yeah, yeah without that, a doubt um with, with that said i do actually appreciate the fact that you've brought to the topic um the fact that uh dissent is american it is that dissent is patriotic even because it will be looked upon as unpatriotic every single fucking way of the fucking 
uh, 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 conversation. Um, and anytime that you invoke something that is in our constitution, um, you will have an equal, an opposite force that tells you that you are being un-American. And it's, it's very convoluted in the sense that dissent is as American as you can fucking get. It's almost like physics, isn't it? You know? <laughs> Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Exactly. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> it is. It, and it, it's very fucking frustrating. Yes. But it's the environment that we that we just brewed. And it's like, of course you're going to get mad. Of course you're going to get angry. I think, yes. Okay. I want to quote this guy. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. Hey. Um, that's all well and good. Thank you. When your ideology isn't tied up with your intentions that's fine um you want to fight for freedom you want to fight for liberty you want to fight for equality that's great these are great fucking moral constructs that people are usurping to fucking feed their own fucking ideology like uh, all this bullshit fucking fight for freedom nonsense currently now that black people are oppressed uh, i don't know i, I don't I can't buy in fully. Um, I think everybody's oppressed. Everybody's oppressed. We're, I think the current generation, generational fucking um, boycotts, the fucking, all this nonsense is brewed and constructed from the 90s fucking bullshit that we were fucking fed through fucking media, through fucking movies, through fucking bullshit. To quote fucking Chuck Palahniuk, we were told we we could all be fucking movie stars and fucking this shit. Astronauts, and we're bro. Astronauts, movie stars, rock stars, and we're slowly learning the fact that we're not, that we can't, that not everybody's going to be a rock star, that not everybody's going to be the fucking astronaut, not everybody is going to be the center of fucking attention. Fuck me. That reflected upon the social media generation where everybody's the center of their own fucking universe. Yeah. Everybody be, wants to be part of some fucking grand movement like Martin Luther King. Everybody wants to be part of some fucking beautiful fucking thing like fucking Muhammad Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Fighting for something. Muhammad fighting Gandhi. Muhammad Gandhi. Gandhi was a pedophile. Gandhi. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is, you can take that. You can fucking uh, cancel Gandhi if you want because he was a fucking pedophile. You can't take away what the fuck he did for the fucking Indian fucking people. Coming from wasted content. Hashtag cancel Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah. No, 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 no. Trust me. Gandhi's been canceled already. So cancel fucking yeah he's dead right cancel culture cancel, is a very toxic cancel thing. martin luther king because he fucking beat his wife cancel whoever the fuck you want in the fucking history because retrospect he doesn't fucking fit your ideology of fucking 2020 you're you're fucking standing on a fucking soapbox that's fucking built on a fucking pile of fucking sand it's fucking nonsense your ideology is fucking incorrect as not you specifically but your generation i know i know i know, I know. it's just it's nonsense. You're not going to be the center of the universe. You're not going to be part of this grand fucking movement. You don't, the world doesn't fucking <laughs> owe you anything. And you're not going to be this grand rock star, superstar, this, uh, fucking whatever the fuck it is. This is something that I've realized. And like, I mean, not everyone realizes it. Yeah. I mean, the, like you're talking to a kid who grew up in East LA in the ghettos. Right. And, uh, with one of the, well, when I turned it, when in eighth grade, I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to apply to this college program. And the first thing they fucking shove down your throat is that you're a minority. The first thing you should do is fucking participate in some sort of STEM major. You should be a STEM of major. Of course. And I participated in every single experimental 
engineering program they had. I was math and science division for that program. I fin- I graduated from UCLA in anthropology. You know, I went from wanting to be a pre-med doctor, uh, a pre-med major to anthropology because they don't show you that, you know what, there's more to just college. You know, you could do a blue collar job and make $80,000 a year. You could be a fucking helicopter mechanic and make more than fucking anyone else. No shit. Bro, look up how much a fucking helicopter for LA, uh, for Los Angeles Six County makes. Six digits, bro. Bro, it's re- fucking ridiculous. Yeah, 150000 they, they're, they're They're selling you more. They, they give you this lie that they shove you down, shove down your throat. And you're right. And everyone wants to be like, oh, you know what? Let me Instagram this. I was over here marching for this. I'm a fucking advocate for this. And social media is a very toxic platform. Yes. As someone who works in social media, I understand that it's very toxic. And cancel culture is also very toxic because we forget that people are human and we make mistakes and it's part of the growing process. Yes. It is very, it's just like that. And, and, um, it's it, it sucks because that's just the world we live in where everything is under a fucking microscope. Every action you do, as, step, as soon as you step into the public sector, it's you are documented. Ju- it's documented. You are judged for every action you do. Martha Luther King spoke for great things, had a great cause, but he was a piece of shit. Gandhi had a great cause. Was he fuck- a piece of shit? Bro, yeah. bro, he, Martin she, bro Martha Luther King shit? was not a great guy. Um, oh, morally, for what he fought for? Yeah. Great. The cause he fought for, amazing. Yeah. The way he oh, treated but, but what you're telling me is he was a human being? He was a human Shocker. being. Shocker. Right. Oh my God. And, 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 he was a man in the 19 fucking 50s. You know, oh, wow. You know what? And he re- treated his wife as such. Wow. As a woman in the oh, 1950s. You know? you, you Guess know? what? <laughs> that doesn't fucking fly today. It does not fly today. She doesn't belong in the kitchen, asshole. You know, you know who else is really uh, coming out pretty prominent right now? Cesar Chavez. Us as Hispanics, we can all relate to Cesar Chavez. Yeah. We all know, you know, Cesar Chavez grapes, Boulevard. Grapes, bro. Grapes, grapes bro. Well, okay. you know, strike. Huelga, right? Huelga. 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 You know what? <laughs> Turns out Cesar Chavez was responsible for a lot of people's grandparents and parents getting deported. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? No, no of course. He 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 saw illegal, competition. Competition. He saw illegal immigrants as taking away from you know it, it was just really fucked up. Cesar he was Ch- trying to unionize the fucking immigrants that were already here in this country and keep out the new immigrants. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. That it, it, it's like it's a it's a classic thing. As soon as a Mexican gets their papers, they're gonna turn their back on everyone else who's you know. It, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> no, 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 let's get let's get really personal on this topic. Let's get let's get really personal. It got to the point where like this is based on what my mother told me, where one of my aunts helped some other lady's kids cross the border. She illegally said at the border, "These are my kids. I'm gonna take them across. Like I'm gonna take them with me and got them citizenship. All this other bullshit. Helped them cross the border. And now these kids, as adults, are saying we don't want any new immigrants." It's like, do you forget nice. how you got here? Nice. How you nice. have you forgotten that you yourself what were an illegal immigrant? Yeah. And now you're fucking saying you don't want any it's like, are you really gonna really like act like you were fucking born here? I like that. Um, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a uh, uh, more perspective when it comes to like making this very personal. <clears throat> uh, myself and Ozymandias, uh, we were um we were a part of um I guess let, let's just call this like a, a movement. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was um, peak of 2006. This was HR 4437. Uh, we might have spoken about this on the project before. But you're talking about making making this personal. Yeah. And um, I can't find a, a better example of what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, Zochipili. 
Um, I, I want to share this with you. Please. This was HR 4437, which was a bill that was introduced by our governor, who was um, none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. at the time. To the chopper. <laughs> yeah. You got to get out of here, Mexicans. You got to get out of here. This one was trying to fucking get a bill in that made it a federal offense to administer any kind of medical care for illegal immigrants so you have a bill that is going to make it illegal to treat um to save the life of another human life just just based on the fact that they are not a citizen okay mm -hmm. and we obviously had a big problem with that it just didn't it didn't quite sit well with us mm -hmm. and we were um let's call it the woke culture of that generation and um in our in our high school we 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 um we established a walkout for this and, and we we had a showing for this and and we um we we uh shared information regarding this and uh we we were on the forefront of some kind of um very uh young age generation generational uh movement opposed to this mm -hmm. and on on one of these days where we where we uh where we uh, hosted a walkout where we were the um, people yeah. hosting a walkout from a high school. Mm -hmm. um, we 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 did so, and then we took that onto the streets into the public. And when we did that, we we had a very big following. We had groups of people, and at this point, we we divided people. And you go to this city, and here's your stack of. Of, of pamphlets to, to distribute yeah. and here's here's you and you go to the city and then we tasked ourselves to go, ourselves to go to the city of la puente mm -hmm. and and we were spreading the message and we encountered a gentleman that was blacker than the mephistopheles fucking stout bro this motherfucker <laughs> was a fucking chunti motherfucker this was seeing a lot of sun yeah all right and we went up to him and we 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 had this 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 fucking uh <laughs> this piece of paper that said like hey if you're about it you know if if you want to support this mm -hmm. if you're against making it illegal to fucking just be like a fucking human being to another human being and then in broken english he responded to us i'm an american citizen i'm not interested uh-huh it was so disheartening to find somebody that has obviously come from outside of this country, has established a lifestyle here, has obviously probably done pretty okay for himself here, and is no longer willing to fucking support other people benefiting from the same exacting that he is currently benefiting from. That's uh, I feel like that's um, that's a Western culture thing. The, it the, is the selfishness in that. Yes, is a very Western. If you go to the East, if you go to China, like you see Asians wear masks before the pandemic. Yeah, they don't wear the mask because they're afraid of breathing other toxins. You know, before the pandemic, you see Asian cultures wear a mask like that. I would see them all over campus, all over the time, and I'd be like, "Why are they wearing a mask? Are yeah. they like what the fuck?" You know, it wasn't till the pandemic that I realized. That they're wearing masks because they feel a little sick. And they think, it's better for me to wear a mask because I'm going to prevent other people from getting sick. Yeah. So they think more in the we rather than the I. 
And yeah. the West thinks a lot more in the eye. Absolutely, yes. It's a very Absolutely. it's a very different perspective that sadly we're very like me, me, me. Like, how does this affect me? Not us, me. Me, me, me. Mine, mine, mine. Now, now, now. Exactly. That's Western culture encapsulated. Um, I was trying to go for a soft landing. I don't know that we exactly established a soft landing because fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> is, is that a lost a, boy? A yeah. very fucking contentious fucking topic. But I will absolutely concede that this is the end of episode 81 of Wasted Content. Xochipilli, thank you for fucking joining us. Holy fuck, thank you for providing us a perspective from that younger culture. Mm-hmm. Um, holy fuck, dude. Um, thank you for joining us for this amazing fucking lineup. Do um, you guys got any fucking words to uh, exit? Uh, I just want to say maybe my thoughts are on a complete representation of my generation. I try to stay impartial. Maybe I don't know if I failed or succeeded in that. But I hope that you guys enjoyed everything that we've talked about. I've really enjoyed being here. The beers we tasted were amazing. This is something I really enjoy doing again. And I really uh, wish success upon you both. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. Awesomandias. Rufio! 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 This has been Wasted Content, episode 81. I am Anthropo. And I am Ozymandias. See you next week. Peace.